And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Oda Payne Podcast, Friday, October 6th, 2023. And the Joe Beningo Oda Payne Podcast brought to you by, of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tire, and by DraftKings. All right, we uh, will move in now to week five in the National Football League, the ever fast moving um, uh, National Football League schedule, which uh, goes by like a blink of an eye. We'll do our NFL picks for week five. I had a real good week last week. I went 3-0. and Unfortunately for my wife, she went 0-3. So uh, she'll try to bounce back this week, and we'll see what we do as far as the uh, picks are concerned. That's coming up. Well, a huge game for our football team this week. I, I mean, needless to say, the Jets are on their way to Denver to play the Broncos. Both teams are 1-3. and There's a weird – if you looked at the line on this game, this game opened at 3.5 with the Broncos as the favorite. Of course, the Broncos come off that win limit. They were down 28-7 last week to the Bears, came back and won 31-28, which I was actually happy about because you really don't want to play Denver not having won a game. I mean, I, I'd be very concerned about that. And You saw what the Bears did last night. They blew the commanders away in Washington, 40-20. to Big night for Justin Fields. So only one team now left without a win in the NFL, and that's the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Carolina got a uh, tough game. Who are they playing this week? Carolina's got a tough game this week. I guess they're playing the Lions in Detroit. So, you know, chances that doesn't look good that Carolina will get off the snide this week, but the Bears did. But I was happy that the, that uh, Denver won their game. Like I said, they were down 28-7 last week to the Bears and won it 31-28. But And we know what happened to the Jets, the tough loss to the Chiefs, 23-20. Look, number one here for the Jets this week, okay? You know, everybody's talking about the offense. And obviously, Zach Wilson looked a lot better last week. Probably one of the best games he's ever had. Unfortunately, that fumble at the end kind of marred the game. No doubt about it for Wilson. But the offense, for, to me, for the Jets is starting to come around. You know, I think the offensive line has finally been solidified. I've been saying this for a while. This is the offensive line, what it should have been all year. Beckton at left tackle, AVT at right tackle, Tipman and Tomlinson, the guards, and McGovern at center. And I think the line is starting to come around. I really do. And I think we got to see this week as well. So I'm not, I'm starting to feel better about the offense. Brees Hall, if you heard Coach Salah talk, he said Hall's coming off the pitch count. He only carried the ball six times last week and had that one run where you probably should have broken for a touchdown. It was a 43 yard run. If he zigs instead of zags, he probably goes all the way for a touchdown in that game. So we got to see Brees Hall now start to get the football. You know, I want to see at least 15 carries and probably four or five other touches catching the ball out of the backfield. And there's got to be extra motivation for Brees and Elijah Vera Tucker this week because we know what happened last week when the, uh, last year when the Jets went into Denver, beat the Broncos 16-9, but it was an extremely costly loss because Brees Hall was, was injured and got done for the year. You know, he had a 70-yard touchdown run in that game, and uh, Vera Tucker got hurt as well, and he was done for the year. And remember, the Jets only won two more games. They were 5-2 and two after they won that game. They only won two more games the rest of the year. So the injuries to Hall and, and Vera Tucker were, were huge last year. So there's got to be motivation for those guys coming back to Denver. And there's got to be some bulletin board fodder for the Jets, too, with what happened in the offseason when Sean Payton basically just eviscerated uh, Nathaniel Hackett as just being a horrific coach. Remember, Hackett was the coach of the Broncos last year. It only lasted one year. So there's got to be, you know, he said some pretty pretty bad things about Hackett. I know uh, Peyton took him back, but nevertheless, there's got to be some bulletin board fodder for the Jets with the uh, 
the Sean Payton comments going into this game in Denver. But I'm worried about the defense. The defense, you know, all we heard, you know, DJ Reed, the 85 Bears, all this nonsense. By the way, Reed may not play this week. I guess he's a little banged up. I know uh, Eccles is hurt as well. I don't think he's playing at all. But, you know, Reed and the 85 Bears and all that nonsense, this defense has been anything but the 85 Bears. The Jets are behind in every game. I mean, they were behind 13-3 to Buffalo, even though they came back. The defense played the great game in the second half, the four turnovers, the five sacks, and eventually win it with Gibson's punt return in overtime. You know, but they were behind in that game. Uh, You know, 13-3, like I said, at halftime. The Dallas game, the Cowboys get the opening kickoff, go right down the field for a touchdown, really just dominated the Jet defense in that game, really pushed them around, did whatever whatever they wanted to do. So they're behind in that game. They were down 18 to 7 in that game. Remember, in that game, Zach hit Garrett Wilson for a long 68-yard touchdown uh, uh, pass and run to make it 10-7. And then right down the field came the Cowboys again for a touchdown, a two-point conversion to make it 18-7. Remember, that was the drive where Sauce Gardner dropped a sure pick six, right? So that was the Dallas game. Then the Patriot game, right? You only give up one touchdown, but it was that broken coverage to the tight end we never heard of for about 80 yards, and the Jets were behind in that game. They were down 10 nothing before you could turn around. And then last week, they're down 17 nothing to the Chiefs before your rear end even hits the seat. That one play with Pacheco going for about 60 yards for a touchdown right up the middle. So this defense has got to play better early in the game. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The coach has to get this defense, Sal and Ulbrich, Got to get this defense playing, you know, maximum from right from right from the get-go. Now, I don't think they've given up a, a touchdown in the second half, but it's basically been too late. And we know what happened last week, the horrific officiating, obviously, the terrible call on source, negating that big interception by Michael Carter and all of that. We know what happened. But this defense has to play better, and they got to play better from the get-go. Now, they got after, they got after um, Mahomes pretty good last week. They sacked him once. They picked him off twice. They should have had at least four interceptions in the game. They played better in the second half, but they got to play a full 60-minute game. And I think the offense is coming around, but I got to see the defense now start to play some big-time football. And let's be honest, this team has to win games. They got to start winning games. This coach has to start winning games. They've lost nine of their last ten, six in a row to end last year, Three in a row now this year after they won opening night against Buffalo. The coach is 12 and 26 as a head coach of this team. They got to start winning some freaking football games. And this is a game they need to win. As I mentioned, the, the spread in this game started off at three and a half for Denver. It's down to a point and a half. So the money is coming in on the Jets, which scares me a little bit. And it's never easy going to Denver. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, you look, there's been a, I can remember, I remember the Jets beat them back in 2010. Uh, when Rex was the coach, that was one of our best Jet teams ever. That team wound up going to the AFC title game and losing to Pittsburgh. You know, they were 11-5 and five that year. And then they beat them last year in Denver. But outside of that, uh, the Jets going to Denver to play the Broncos has never been a, a cushy proposition. I don't know what the exact numbers are. They can't be good. So uh, you got to be worried about this. Got to be worried about this game. And they need to win, man. They don't win this game. The Jets are squarely looking at a one in five start and a five game losing streak going into the bye because they got the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles next week coming into MetLife Stadium. And of course, we all know the Eagles have never lost to the Jets. 12 and 0 lifetime against the Jets. So this is a massive game. I mean, I really, really. 
at least to give you that you know you'll go into the bye two and four, and then things really start to lighten up. You got the Giants coming up. Uh, I know they play San Diego. I always call them San Diego. The Chargers on a Monday night, that is a home game. You know, but you the schedule loosens up. You play teams like Atlanta. You play teams like Houston, although Houston's been playing well. I mean, look, there's no easy games. I mean, let you know, Commanders, there's no easy games out there. Let's be honest about it for this football team. They have to win, and they got to start winning on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. This is a massive, massive game for the Jets. There's no doubt about it. And uh, we'll see what happens. They got to win. And hopefully we see continue to see the improvement of Zach Wilson. And I want to unleash the Brees, okay? I want to see a little Brees lightning in this game with Hall having a solid game. And why do we have to continue to see Dalvin Cook play? Can somebody tell me that? Why, because they're paying him? I mean, come on. Where's this kid? Is he a Banaconda? Is he anywhere? Is he on the, I mean, is he even on the practice squad? Where the hell is he? So I like to see him every day before I see Dalvin Cook. So we'll see. As I mentioned, DJ Reed might be a little banged up in this game. I guess uh, Bryce Hall would be playing uh, the, uh, you know, veteran corner. He's been around for a while. I guess he'd be playing if um, if DJ Reed can't go. We'll see. But the Jets need to win this game. Not even It's not even debatable. You know, a couple other things before we, uh, we get to the uh, picks and all of that. The passing of the one of the greatest defensive players of all time, maybe the greatest middle linebacker in NFL history, Dick Butkus at 80 years old, number 51. Uh, you know, when I think of the greatest defensive players in football history, Lawrence Taylor is the first guy that comes to mind, probably Reggie White right after that. Butkus might be the next guy. I mean, he was ferocious, ferocious. Played his whole career with the Bears. Never won anything, never went into any playoff games, but... You know, Dick Butkus played at a time when he was out to hurt people, and he even said it, you know. He was looking to hurt people when he tackled them, Butkus. So, uh, you know, he had a great career after that, too, an acting career and all of that. Number 51, Dick Butkus, uh, maybe the greatest middle linebacker of all time. You know, there's a lot. You know, you could talk about him. You could talk about Ray Lewis. You could talk about Jack Lambert. You could talk about Ray Nitschke, Mike Singletary, uh, you know, the great Willie Lanier. Um, you know, we could go on as there's, there's a, a lot of guys over the years that, you know, uh, you could talk about as the, uh, the all time best middle linebacker in the history of football. I might be missing one or two guys there, but, uh, you know, he's Dick Butkus is probably when you, when you break it all down, probably the, uh, the all time number one middle linebacker in pro football history. And uh, may he rest in peace. The great number 51, Dick Butkus. The other thing I wanted to throw out there, too, how about this crap with Billy Eplin? Now, Billy Eplin now has resigned as general manager of the Mets. And look, you know what? Good riddance, Billy. Okay? Especially with this report that's come out now that Buck Showalter, of course, Buck was let go at the end of the season on Sunday. But Buck coming out and saying that he was basically forced to play Daniel Vogel back because of Epler. How about that? And right there, that's, to me, the fact that Daniel Vogelbeck was forced on Buck Showalter when he had, was stinking it up when the Mets were, you know, still in it earlier in the year before they decided to get rid of everybody and their brother. How Vogelbeck kept playing, we all kept saying, how does Buck keep trotting him out there? Now we're finding out that it was really Epler forcing Buck to, to play him. What a disaster. Well, see you, Billy. 
Don't let the door hit you on, in the ass on the way out, all right? I mean, we, believe me, we ain't going to miss you here. And look, Stearns is running the show. I mean, I don't know who the manager is going to be for the Mets. Maybe it's going to be Craig Council. Milwaukee got, uh, you know, unceremoniously dumped out of the playoffs in two by Arizona. So maybe it's going to be Craig Council. You know, I, I tell you, two guys, I'm going to throw two guys at you. I don't know if I love Council. I know he's been successful. I like Gabe Kaplan, who, of course, was fired by the Giants. Of course, he managed the Phillies before that. I like Kaplan. I really do. I think he's got, he's got big balls. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind him. And, of course, I want to see, really, the guy I really want to see is Carlos Beltran. Because he got hosed. Everybody, you know, he he was the poster child. And I was I didn't love Beltran when he was with the Mets. I didn't. But he he has been so hosed by the baseball community as the poster child of the ridiculous Houston Astro cheating scandal. And I'll be rooting for Houston to win the World Series again because of that. You know, I got to tell you, Houston, who did they play? They play the Twins, right? That'd be an interesting series as uh, the Astros play the uh, Minnesota Twins in the division series in baseball now. But, you know. Uh, Beltran was basically the the guy who was singled out as the ringleader of the cheating scandal with the Astros. And everybody else is playing. You know, Altuve is still playing. Correa is still playing. Bregman's still they All these guys, nothing's happened to their careers. You know, Alex Cora's back managing the Red Sox. There's even talk about him coming to the Mets. He's back managing the Red Sox. The same thing with, um, uh, the, I, I'm forgetting now. It's it's slipping my mind who the, who the manager of Houston was when this all went down. But he's back managing baseball again, right? I mean, I want Beltran. The, the Mets did hire. Remember, the Mets did hire him and then fired him because of the whole cheating scandal thing, right? And that set up uh, who, who 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 came in? Oh, what was his name? The guy who was sending pictures to uh, female writers that worked out. Mickey Calloway. Oh my God, what a disaster he was. So I want to see Carlos Beltran back. I want to see him get a shot. And look, I understand that managers in baseball now, it's all, you know, we, we know what it is. It's all a figurehead. You know, I'm sure Stearns is going to be running the team. We saw it last year. Epler was, Billy Epler forcing Buck Showalter to play Vogelback. But I want to see Beltran get a shot. It probably won't be him. It's probably going to be Council because Stearns had him in Milwaukee. But we'll see. But uh, as I said before, Good riddance. Goodbye. See you, Billy. Don't let the door hit you in the rear end on the way out. All right. Beningo, the Yoda Payne podcast. Let's get our uh, sponsors in here. We'll start, of course, with the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know, a week from tonight, the next live podcast, October 13th at the Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in beautiful Hackensack, New Jersey. Fireman Ed. I saw him Sunday night at the uh, Jet Chief game. Uh, Fireman Ed will be with us. So that should be very interesting. Hopefully, uh, Ed and I will be talking about a jet win and getting ready for the preview of the Eagle game. But you want to join us next Friday night. Hopefully, the weather will be good October 13th at the next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Beningo and Fireman Ed. So you want to check that out. And uh, you know the deal on Hackensack Brewing Company. Located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Who Needs a House out in Hackensack. New Jersey, the tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday to Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, right behind the tombstones, as God knows. We've got a couple of tombstones for Buck Showalter and Billy Epler now. <laughs> 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Check us out Friday night. Beningo and Fireman Ed, this coming Friday, week from tonight, the next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Of course, Anita Discount Tire, 
Uh, Johnny be back tomorrow from his uh, uh, well-deserved vacation in Cabo or not Cabo in Mexico. In Co- where, where is he again? Where, where's where is he again? In oh yeah, no 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 no. He's not. I can't think of where he is now. But he's in Mexico, so who can you know wherever he is, he is. You know? <laughs> okay, but he's coming back tomorrow. Uh, go check out uh, his boss Ari. They'll take care of you there. Uh, Rob, who does a great job, one of the great mechanics. You need work done on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspected. Go see them at a needed discount tire. Uh, Westwood Avenue in beautiful Rivervale, New Jersey. And of course, finally, DraftKings. Check them out. Uh, the only way to go in football, you know, football's back week five already. They're the official betting partner in the NFL. You know, new customers can bet $5 on football, get 200 back instantly in bonus bets. Check it out. You got to, I mean, where else do you want to go? Uh, get in on the action with DraftKings. Download the app now. Use code O to paint to sign up. New customers can bet five bucks and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code O to pain. If you got a gambling problem, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. You visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, you call 877-8-HOPE-NY. You can text HOPE-NY, 467-369. In Connecticut, uh, you get help for uh, problem gambling at 888-789-7777. Or you can visit ccpg.org. Please play responsible, responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, which is in Kansas, 21 uh, plus age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario, as probably most things are. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Uh, issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Check out DraftKings. Okay, here we go. Time for the picks. My wife and me ready to rock and roll. Week five already. In the NFL, as I said, game one is that in the books as the Bears finally win a game, blow out the Commanders in uh, Washington. Very big surprise last night, 40-20, to 20, the final score of that game. So let's rock and roll as we go to week five. As I mentioned last week, I went 3-0, and had a, a terrific week. Uh, I have bounced back. I've gone 5-1 and one over the last two weeks after getting off to a 2-4 and four start. So I'm 7-5 and five on the year. One with the Ravens against the Browns. One with the Niners laying the big wood against the Cardinals. One with the Jets. And we thank, you know, getting the eight and a half as they covered the number. And we thank Patrick Mahomes for sitting down on the one-yard line uh, to cover the number. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of people both on both ends. Some people were very happy about it. Some people were not so happy about what Mahomes did. But that was the right play because it ended the game. So 3-0 and last week, 7-5 and on the year. I won my knockout last week as well. I had the 49ers over the Cardinals, so I continue to advance in the knockout pool. So here we go for week five. Game one, I love, I love tomorrow morning. You got another 930 game in London. I love the Jaguars in this game getting five and a half against Buffalo. Not tomorrow, Sunday, right? My wife reminds me. Sunday morning, 930, another game in London. I love the Jaguars getting five and a half against the Bills in London. Number one. Jaguars, that's like, I mean, I think, I think Goodell's setting it up so the Jaguars are going to be the London Jaguars at some point. I mean, we know what their real name will be at that point. But they won in London last week. They beat the Falcons. They stayed there. They, you know, they've been, so they're, they're accustomed to everything. They've been there a couple weeks. And the Bills, they've been, look, the Bills have been the hottest team in football. They've won three straight games. They've been burying everybody. After their loss to the Jets on the opening Monday night, 
They blew out the Raiders 38 to 10. They blew out the Commanders 37 to 3. They blew out the Dolphins last week 48 to 20. I love Jacksonville. I think that, you know, first of all, you got Buffalo coming across to the pond. Jacksonville sitting there waiting for him. And the Bills got to have a little bit of a letdown after all these blowouts and after killing their division rival, the Dolphins. You're getting five and a half, maybe a little jet lag for Buffalo. I love I loved Jack, uh, Jacksonville. Um, and I think they're going to win outright. I really do. Give me the Jaguars laying five, uh, excuse me, getting five and a half in London against the Bills. Game one, absolutely love Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars in this game. Tear? Well, as you know, I had a horrible, absolutely horrible week last week. I went 0-3. <laughs> so I hope to bounce back at least this week. You're 4-7-1 for the year. Right oh, God. I hate losing. I know. No, we know. I, I play I golf just, with you all the time. I hate it. We understand. Anyway, I am taking the 49ers. I'm getting – I'm laying three and a half over the Cowboys. I'm taking a home favorite. Let's see what happens. You know, I love well, the 49 49ers are the best team in the league in my my mind. They're 4-0. They beat the Cardinals last week. And they, again, they really haven't played their A game for a while. Uh, you saw what the Cowboys did last week. They blew the Patriots out 38-3. to Patriots stink. How did the Jets lose to them? 38-3. <laughs> they blew them out. So uh, I, I kind of agree with you on this game, Terry. I, I like the Niners myself in this game. Yeah. Well. There you go. Fingers crossed. Terry laying the three and a half with San Francisco in really the big game of the day uh, against the Cowboys uh, in Santa Clara. And, of course, the uh, as we all know, uh, one of the great rivalries going back to the 90s and, you know, all of those are great uh, NFC title games between the Cowboys and the 49ers, Aikman, Irvin, and Smith, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, all of that. So a little rematch in both teams riding high right now. The Niners are 4-0. The Cowboys are 3-1. and all right, so that's game one for Tear. Game two, I'm laying some big wood here now in these games. I'm taking the Lions, laying nine and a half against the winless Panthers. I love the Lions, man. I'm telling you, they will win the NFC North running away with it. Uh, they won last week. Uh, just playing, uh, like I said, terrific football. They're playing the lousy Panthers. They beat the Packers last week. Uh, they're three and one. Only that one home loss to Seattle. I love the way Jared Goff is playing. This kid, St. Brown, is one of the best, you know, nobody really knows about him, one of the top wide receivers in football, and he's tremendous. Dan Campbell's doing a great job there. The Panthers stink. I mean, what else can you say? Uh, Frank Reich off to a rough start. It's been a little rough for Bryce Young and company there. The Panthers right now, the only winless team left after the uh, Bears won their game against Washington yesterday. Again, it's a big number, nine and a half. But I love the Lions here. Give me Detroit at home, laying nine and a half against the Panthers. That's game two. Tear? Okay. <clears throat> I'm taking I'm taking the Eagles. I'm laying four and a half over the Rams. Now this is a road favorite. Yep, yep. they're in L.A. to play mm-hmm. the Rams. Tough yep. game. That's You know, Rams have played pretty good. The Rams yeah. are two and two. But, of course, the Eagles uh, and the Niners, the only two teams uh, without a loss so far, four and oh. You know, I'm taking a, uh, I'm taking a shot. They're going west. We know what happens with the time zone change and all that, but <laughs> I have to have a comeback week. So I'm laying four and a half over the Rams. They're going with the, the two. So far, my wife <laughs> is saying, she, you know what? I'm going to take the two teams that have not lost the game yet. 
<laughs> and I don't blame it. So you're taking the Eagles laying a four and a half in LA against the Rams. Yep. Uh, the Rams at two and two come off a crazy win last week over the Colts. Remember they were uh, they were up twenty three nothing in that game. The Colts came back to tie it, send it into overtime, and then Matthew Stafford with a game winning touchdown pass in overtime to win it twenty nine twenty three. So the Rams a little bit of a surprise at two and two. The Eagles no surprise at four and zero. Oh. So uh, tear laying the four and a half in LA with the Eagles against the Rams. All right, game three. I'm taking the Dolphins against the Giants. I'm sorry. Sorry, Giant fans. I'm laying the big wood again. Miami's the big, biggest favorite on the board. They're laying 11 and a half against the Giants. You can't play worse football right now than the Giants. In fact, right now, the Giants might be, even though they, they won that game where they came back in the second half to beat the Cardinals after they were down 28-7, right now the Giants might be the worst team in football. I mean, you cannot look worse than they did in that beatdown they had at Monday night. Uh, Monday night at the hands of the Seahawks. 11 sacks of Daniel Jones in the game. He threw that pick six to that kid Witherspoon, who looks phenomenal. The rookie cornerback for Seattle. They lost 24 to 3. Right now, like I said, you, the Giants are playing as bad as anybody. I don't know if Barkley's playing this week. You know, Andrew Thomas is not playing. You know, Evan Neal, after some terrible comments about the fans. Um, Miami, to me, the game's in Miami. JJ will be there, by the way. Um, <laughs> There'll be a lot of Giant fans there, but I think the Dolphins coming off that beatdown last week at the hands where they got a you know got a little bit of a uh, come comeuppance against Buffalo last week. I think they're going to blow the doors off the Giants here. I mean, you tell me how the Giant defense is slowing down Tunga Vialova and and uh, Tyreek Hill and Most Start and Jalen Waddle and all these guys. I don't see it. I don't see it. I like the Dolphins by at least two touchdowns. I think the Dolphins can play their C plus game here and still cover the number. Uh, that's how bad the Giants are right now. And I'll tell you right now, if the Giants lose here, they're in big trouble. They got to go to Buffalo the week after that. Then I think they play the Commanders before they play the Jets. Uh, so, um, boy, this, the Giants in dire straits right now, sitting at one and three. Buffalo at three and uh, Miami, excuse me, at three and one. Give me the Dolphins laying 11 and a half in Miami on Sunday against the Giants. And let me also point out, I'm taking the Dolphins in the knockout pool. So, a double whammy with Miami. Miami laying 11 and a half against the Giants at home. And the uh, as well, give me the Dolphins straight up, of course, in the knockout pool. Okay, Taya, game three. Game three, I'm taking the Ravens. I'm laying four over the Steelers. Now, they are in Pittsburgh. Correct. So. Kenny Pickett, I'm not sure what the deal is on Kenny Pickett playing this. I think he's out. I mean, honestly, I think Pickett's out of this game. Uh, we'll see. We'll but see. Uh, divisional game. Ravens look good, man. They won last week again after that tough overtime loss that they lost to Indianapolis. They went into Cleveland. I know Watson didn't play, but they blew out the Browns. Uh, Lamar Jackson playing a very high level right now. Um, I kind of, you know, see what my wife has done here, okay? (laughs) She's laying the four with the Ravens. She goes 0-3 last week. So what she's doing is let me get maybe the three best teams in the league. (laughs) You can make a case, right? The Ravens are 3-1 and and Philly and San Francisco 4-0. And let me take my shots. Yes. So yeah. I, I, I give you, you know, I give you uh, credit for doing that there. Well, All you right? know, I hate losing. I know you do. I, I, I hate it. Normally, I'd love the Steelers getting points here at home, but I don't know. Remember, they got hammered opening day by San Francisco. The one thing about Pittsburgh, remember, they got killed last week by the Texans in Houston, thirty to six. But I don't know about this Steeler team, and the Ravens are just a better team. So I, I, I kind of like your three picks this week. Well, there. I don't know. I mean. It, it, the Steelers may surprise us and say, hey, you know what? We lost. Now 
Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But- I don't know. I'm not even sure who's playing. Is Mitch Trubisky still their backup quarterback? I'm not even sure who the backup quarterback is there. So, but anyway. Anyway. So, we'll so here we go. So to <laughs> recap for week five, uh, my picks, give me the Jaguars getting five and a half in London against Buffalo. Give me the Lions laying nine and a half at home against Carolina. Give me the Dolphins laying 11 and a half at home against the Giants. And my knockout pick is Miami over the Giants. Taylor, what do you got again? Go ahead. Run them down. Okay. I'm taking the 49ers. I'm laying three and a half over the Cowboys. I'm taking the Eagles. That black game's uh, in San Francisco. Actually, Santa Clara, it's yes, at the Niners. Yes. The Eagles, I'm laying four and a half at the Rams. Yep. And the Ravens, I'm laying four at Pittsburgh. There you go. The Joe Beningo, Terry, Terry Beningo, pro football picks week five, unbelievably already, <laughs> in the National Football League. Okay. Uh, before we before we wrap up here, let me just tell you, I'm working on a project um, where we're going to have a special podcast. I'm calling it By the Numbers. And what I'm doing is, is I'm breaking down from zero to 99, you know, who is that number, you know, in professional sports in this country? Uh, only the four major sports. It's basketball, baseball, football, and hockey. So I've laid it out. I've been working on this project. I'll let you know when exactly I'm going to uh, do the special podcast. I'm not quite completely finished with it yet, but I'll let you know. So I got a special deal that I'll be working on for everybody uh, that you uh, should be pretty interesting. We'll call, again, we call it by the numbers. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. I know it's going to rain tomorrow, but uh, enjoy the football on Sunday. Hopefully the Jets get a win. And uh, for the Giant fans, hopefully they play a lot better than they did last week. Check me out tomorrow on The Fan. I'll be on only from 10 to 11.30 with Rutgers football, but check me out anyway. All the love.